Hi, I'm Georgia, and welcome to Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you decided to join me in my conversation today. Together, we're going to laugh, maybe cry, and use this time to grow stronger in our faith while hanging out with some really awesome humans. My prayer is that these conversations spark a deepening of your faith, and your soul truly feels refreshed. Today, I'm literally so just so overjoyed to share the story behind the song. We are going to be talking about Dear Eve, and today I'm with my lovely friend, Jeff Sylvie. Hey, hey, hey. Woohoo! <laughs> I am so excited. We're here at Jeff's studio today, and we're going to just kind of talk about the story behind the song and the day of January 8th, that cold January day before COVID. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. And talk about how we wrote Dear Eve. Yeah. Well, it was a fun day. I know that. And it was with our good buddy, Lowell Alexandra. Yes. Alexander. Yes. But um, uh, it was one of my best friends forever yeah. and ever. And uh, we went over to his house, and he had a grand piano, mm-hmm. and we just hung out and, oh. and ate lunch and drank yeah. coffee. And, yeah. And we um, had clam chowder for lunch. We did. That was the first time I'd ever had that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and it was homemade clam chowder. And then I looked in the in the uh, trash later and saw the cans. Oh, <laughs> and we had those little oyster crackers. Oh, that was so fun. Oh, homemade man. straight from the can. That's, well, don't say anything to Lowell. We don't want him to know. Yes, friends, don't tell Lowell. But we just love Lowell, and it was such a fun day. Jeff, I was so like excited. I remember you texted me. You were like, "Hey, we have a ride with with Lowell Alexander. Meet us at this uh, at this address on January 8th. I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I hope my ideas are good." Aww. I was like, "Oh Lord, I really need your help." And so. So I kept going back to this idea of Dear Eve. I had the idea, I had a melody, had the concept from a book that I had recently read. And literally the morning of, I was like second guessing myself. I was like, no, maybe I shouldn't bring this into the room. Like, I don't know. I went to campus, okay? Like (laughs) two hours before I was supposed to meet you. And I just went for a little run and I was like, okay, Lord, tell me what to do. I need help. I need help. And so then I, you were stressing way too much. I was, I was. And this is, I think why I, I know how amazing you are and all the things. And I can't wait for you to tell our friends all the amazingness that God has just done in your life. But I looked up Lowell's credentials Mm -hmm. and holy cow, point of grace songs after one after another. And I was like, oh my gosh. Keep the candle burning. He had a whole, whole slew of point of grace hits that he'd written with uh, Jeff and Gala. Yeah. Um, And and, and they they just got on a roll back Mm. then. And and Lowell and I wrote a lot of of Christian music together. And, And he was... He came into um, Meadow Green Music wow. back back when I was still I was writing at Forefront, and that's back when I'd met a, a couple, two, three guys, you know, at Forefront just coming in that that I was writing with that ended up being DC Talk. Wow! You know, so there was things like that going on back then that was fun, and Toby's Toby's done fantastic, you know. Oh and, yeah. Uh, but but Lowell was a was really kind of a. His mentor to him was Rich Mullins, mm. and in fact, Lowell was actually roommates with Rich at one time. 
And so that's where he, you know, learned a lot of his lyrics, a lot of his of his musical uh, yeah. influences. And then I learned a lot of lyric writing off of Lowell because yeah. he was such a great lyricist and just all around great writer. Yeah. I mean, it's just the best thing to do as a writer is getting into a room with somebody that's better than you. And that's what I used to do all the mm. time. <laughs> Man, that's how I felt just being in y'all's presence. And it's so cool to see just the heart like yeah like just the heart of people yeah yeah because the more vulnerable you can be with your writing it just allows you to tear down your walls and then you can bring your heart to the table too Mm -hmm. yeah and and the thing about Lowell is it's it's, I mean it's just like going to school when you write with him you learn and he'll and he's a good teacher yeah. As, as you're writing with him, he'll yeah. he'll say, "Well, no, you don't you, you don't want to say that." He'll say, "This and here's why," and he'll so it's a great yeah you know you end up going to school while you, while you're writing with him. Hmm. The whole Rich Mullins thing at the end of our January eighth day. Yeah, and we even got a book. We yes. got a new book. There's a new Rich Mullins book. Oh, out. it was so good. I even yeah. sent a copy of it to my mama because it was so uh-huh. good. I was like, "Mama, I need your address." I yeah. so whenever we left. Uh, Lowell was like, yeah, there's this new Rich Rich Mullins book. He was my roommate. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Rich Mullins wrote Awesome God. So all you friends out there that are chanting to Awesome God at church, that's your that's your guy. And also the song, Step by Step, You'll Lead Me. Oh, gosh. So good. This oh, book literally, like, honestly, Jeff, I fell in love with the Lord so much more after I read that book. I mm-hmm. like Rich Mullins went to go be with the Lord, and I didn't know this, but he tragically died in an accident on the way to his own performance, mm-hmm. which that just broke my heart. But he yeah, walked he... so closely with the Lord in such a way that, like, I felt like he was my best friend after I finished that book. Uh-huh. And and that's and that's the way everybody was that was was around him. Wow. And, and I didn't, you know, Lowell knew him better than me because I I grew up around the Gaithers. Yeah. And that, that's and Lowell knew you know Rich a lot better than me. But I was I had a, the opportunity to hang around Rich back then and yeah. hang out in the studio with him and stuff. And it was a it was just a cool time to be here wow. in this town. And and and, it, and that's what I was going to say was. Was Rich just, I mean, no matter who you were, you just felt like when you were around him, you felt like uh, you were part of his family. Mm. And it was just, I said, it was a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, um, anyway, we got sidetracked with my ADD. No, I love talking about it. <laughs> Seriously, all y'all need to go get that book. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> I li- I've read it a few months ago. We'll put it in the podcast notes. But this book is all about the life of Rich Mullins. I ordered it off Walmart.com to send to my sweet mamma, so y'all can definitely check out Walmart or Amazon. Not sponsored, but those are the places I shop. Yeah. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about Dear Eve. Yeah, and it's it's already out. I know. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. It's been a long time I'm, coming. No, where is it? No, where? Because I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. You know. Yes. Because I, you know, I'm not Mister Mister Internet savvy here. That's okay. Let me tell you. You can find our song on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music, YouTube, all the things. Anywhere you stream music, awesome. you can find Dear Eve. All right. Well, it was a magical day. I know that. And one of the funnest days I'd had for a long time. And Lowell, too. Really? We just had a great time. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun day. Me too. And I'm excited about 
what this song's going to do. Um, Me too. And you've already gotten how many streams already? We got thousands of streams going right now, and I'm yeah. just so thankful that this message can get out to people because truly, I'd never seen this story from this perspective before, and I'm so thankful the Lord like opened my eyes to it, and I could bring it to some wise counsel because I remember we walked into Lowell's living room and he literally sits down in a chair and I've never met this man in my life. And he just looks at me and he said, what's on your heart today? And he had this piece of paper in his arm. What's on your heart today? And you're just sitting there and you're all bright eyed and bushy tailed ready for me to tell you what's going on in little George Brown's mind. And, um, I sat down at the piano and I was like, well, I have this idea. It's called Dear Eve. And uh, I think, no, originally I wanted to, to call it First Girl in the Garden. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then you guys were like, no, I think let's refine that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's weird about writing appointments is you just, when you go in there, especially co-writing, is you you get when you get done, it's almost like you've just kind of went through a dream or something it was like you don't really know who did what or what yeah. happened but it was like it's it was a really good pushing of all three minds and yeah. and and you don't really that's that's the cool thing about co-writing is you when you get done it's like hey we done something great here today yeah and that's kind of the way i feel about that me too. Of course, I'm just an old farmer boy, so I... Oh, stop. And where did... You grew up but up you know north, what? right? A, yeah, I grew up on a farm in Indiana uh, in the same hometown as Bill and Gloria Gaither. And I uh, wow. went to school with... with uh, Suzanne was a little bit older than me, about a year, and then Benji was younger than me. And so Benji, um, Bill and Gloria's son, was always over at our house because mm-hmm. we had four brothers all together, no sisters, so Benji was hanging out over there all the time. <laughs> And, uh, and it was a great little town. It was a great farm. My dad was a, had nothing to do with music. He was a back porch fiddler. Wow. And so I learned to play the piano off of his fiddle tunes and all that. And and and, and then as a young kid, I mean, even younger than 14, I would go into Bill's house, mm. and he would make me listen. I mean, I didn't have a choice. He would say, get over here. Hey, 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 you know. How? <laughs> and he, he would play the Statesman records. Wow. He, and he had this record turntable, and he put the old Statesman record. He had every one of them. And we'd sit there for hours and listen to the Statesman and the piano playing and, and wow. all the all the harmonies. And so that was my influence, of, which I credit a lot to that field for me being able to produce now in country with the with the backgrounds and the harmonies that I do, yeah, uh, that was that was a great school for me. Yeah. You know, having to listen to those records, and then years down the road when I'd moved to Nashville, I moved to Nashville from Indiana in 1986. Wow! And uh, went to Belmont College, Woo-hoo. not university. Oh, it's called Belmont College. It's called Belmont College then. Hmm. But uh, started doing my laundry next to songwriters and and meeting meeting folks and. But years later, Bill put uh, the Statesman back together. It was Jake and Hovey and, and three new guys. And he, he called me up and said, hey, this is really fun. He said, well, why don't you go out and play some keyboards back behind Hovey? And, and so I went on the road with the Statesman. Oh, years my later, gosh. I think I, I was in my mid to mid middle 20s. And it was the best time I'd ever had in my life. Wow. I mean, we had more fun out there. And I learned more about about being, you know, the music business and how it worked and the, yeah. and the live performances and all that. And then 
uh, it was just a great education for me yeah. to, to be out there because there wasn't anything that Jake and Hovey hadn't already that you could think about in the music business that they hadn't already done. Right. And so you could, I could, I'd sit back in the back of that bus going down the road and just ask them questions. <laughs> and I'm sure they got tired of it, but they always answered. That's and, so kind. And we had, a, I mean, we just had, we laughed and laughed mm. and and had a great time. And it, what it was just something that'll never ever happen again. You right. Know, of course, they're gone, and mm-hmm. and um, and but it was just a wonderful education between the Gaithers and 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 then the statesmen and and having that background. Wow. Um, it's it's a great place to come from. Oh yeah. So what you're basically telling me is hands-on experience and getting out there is the best education. Yeah. So outside of the classroom is really where you learn all these things. You do, and and and, and I'm not no. You you learn in the classroom oh, as well. Oh for sure. But, but it was like when I first got, I, I went to the Bluebird Cafe and I met a guy named Don Henry, mm. not not Henley, but Don Henley. Henry, who wrote "Where Have You Been" for Kathy Mattei, and he, but he was. Uh, He's just a songwriter, songwriter. He mm. he was just kind of uh, one of those guys that he he loved. If you if you were into songwriting, he's your friend. Wow! And so I asked Don. I said, "Well, man, I really want to be a songwriter, and I, I mean, what do I need to do?" And Don goes, "Well, it's easy." He said, "Just write about five hundred songs." Mm, yep. And of course, you never want to hear that. No. But, but that was exactly what, you know, 500 songs later, I was like, oh, I think I get this now. Yeah. You know, I think I know what not to do and what to do. And yeah. all. And so that was great. I mean, you just take advice from people as you get it and yeah. and, and, and hang out. And, and I mean, this is a you got to be present to win kind of town. Yeah. And, and, and listen to as many writers and singers and, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning, like just sitting in y'all's presence. I was learning so much. And that was something that from Lowell, I brought the lyric in, Dear Eve, what was it like to see the lion and the lamb laying side by side? And without even like a second thought, he said, no, it can't be laying. It needs to be lying. Yeah. And he, I wish he was here to explain it. I know, I know. But he, I don't remember what he said. He said, laying means this, but lying means this. It has to be lying because they were lying and they were at rest. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, yes, sir. Well, yeah. And and those are things that he automatically, it just automatically triggers. He doesn't have to think about it because he's written so many songs that... And there was a time he had to think about it. Right. You know, but. Right. Yeah. And then, and if I remember right, I think I said something like, and I kind of said it as a joke, like, you know, that apple didn't fall far from the tree. No, you did say it as a joke and you start laughing and and then Lowell was like, no, that's perfect. Oh, we got to put that in there, you know, and so, Uh yeah, but it's, that's, that's co-writing. You just, I mean, even when you think it's stupid you throw yeah. things out yes because yeah. there's no like the worst i've always said this too as a life motto is the worst someone could say to you is no like truly yeah. like put it all out there yeah and it was funny too because right after you said that like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree i remember just like kind of explaining this concept to y'all i was like listen if it wouldn't have been eve guess what it would have been me and <laughs> the room went quiet yeah oh the room uh, was quiet, and then he was like, that's it. Yeah. Oh, it was so powerful. Just, I mean, it just, that's what I'm saying, but we're just throwing things out. And, yeah. And, and that's that's co-writing. That's what's so cool about it. Yeah. You know? You never know what you're going to get, but Mm-mm. it's just, it's so beautiful when, when minds come together and, 
I just I loved that we described it in all all of the different the different angles of the apple from what did it taste like to to look, seeing ourselves in the mirror of the apple. Do you have a favorite lyric that you like? Me? Uh-huh. Oh, there's um I I and I've used this before when I've taught seminars and things and um for songwriting, but Gloria Gaither is one of the best um lyricists mm. and and one of their songs that Gaither's had was uh, "Then Came the Morning," mm. and and I use this a lot of times um, when when I'm I'm saying, you know, a lot of times when you when you write the the first opening lines have to to grab you. If mm-hmm. they don't, then you know you're going to lose everybody. And Gloria wrote, "They all walked away with nothing to say. They just lost their dearest friend." And I mean, you can't, do you realize that's one line, but how much information is in there? That's just, a, the whole song is just a great, great lyric. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Gloria is, was, is obviously one of the best lyricists that's, that's ever been alive. And, yeah. And, uh, and also kind of like my second mom. So. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. I but, just love them. I, I have a Gaither story that I, I'm going to keep in my heart forever. <laughs> We were going to Benji's house, and we walked in, and I saw their piano in their front room, and then I saw this big frame on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I walk over there, and I was like, oh, what's this? And there's, you know, the yellow padded paper yeah. that you, you know, write with was in there. And I was like, huh, what's this? And Benji said, yeah, those are the original lyrics that my mom wrote because he lives. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious yeah, right now? They, and yeah, they kept, I mean, they, <sighs> they would keep them and, and as they would, I mean, it was, you could see where things were marked out. Yes. And different th- yeah. And one thing I loved about that too, is just hearing the story behind that song. I know we're here to talk about Dear Eve, but it was so cool because he said the first verse that my mom wrote was, how sweet to hold my newborn baby mm-hmm. because she wrote that when she was in the hospital about to give birth to him. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. What? So truly songs can be birthed out of anywhere mm-hmm. and you just have to be willing to let the Lord speak through you in those moments and to be honest enough with yourself so that others can be brought into that honesty. And so tell them like it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what it's about is, is getting in, in the room with people that you can trust your heart with. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it doesn't always work. Right. You don't ever know. But, um, and I get thrown into a lot of rooms now with, with artists that are, that I've never met before. And so it's, you know, you have to kind of adapt and find, you spend half the time finding out who they are and the other half writing a song. Yeah. But, but it's a, if y'all are on the same heart length, then, mm-hmm. then it's a, it's gonna work, you yeah. Know? And that, and that was a that was a magical day. I didn't know it was gonna be that magical, you know. Yeah, well, I, I tell you who if if you haven't, you need to you need to download it and streamline it or yeah. However you can, however what however you get your music, it's 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 a wonderful song, and I'm yeah. I'm real excited about it. Me too. It, we um. Uh, we done a good job that day. We did. I think the <laughs> Lord was smiling down. And and even up until the point of recording this song, I was going back over these lyrics and, and I was like, I called Jeff one day and I was like, Jeff, I have a question. He was like, what's going on? And I was like, well, um, are we sure that it's, if it 
had not been you, it would have been me. Are you sure it shouldn't be? It could have been me. And I remember you had to like calm me down on the phone for like 10 minutes trying to explain to me. And we talked through it saying like, yes, it could have been me. But we even talked about how that's still kind of prideful to say, oh, it could have been me, but maybe not. By saying it would have been me, it's really taking this humble posture of, yeah, like Mm -hmm. it would have been me. Yeah, and it would have. I mean, we all fall short. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it would have been. I mean, that's that's the whole deal. And, I mean, could have been is, I don't, I mean, I don't know that that's, I just don't, you know, I don't see how that can be. I agree. How could could have been can be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to wrap your mind around that. Yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, it, it was, it would have been. And and it's and it's the same thing with Adam. If it had to been Adam, it would have been me. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's just the um, the nature of us. Yeah, it is. And, and without God, we don't. And in Christ and what He done for us on the cross, we we don't stand a chance. No. So. No, and I'm so glad Jesus came so we could be in perfect communion again after all of this event happened in Genesis two and three. If you haven't read that. Totally go read that. It's very good (laughs) stuff. It's in the good book at the very beginning. You can find that there. And even when we were recording this, I didn't realize. So you were like, okay, come to this address. I'll see you at this time at four o'clock. I was like, okay. I thought I was just doing like, I was just singing in the booth, but I show up. And it's a whole session. You let me come on in with all these amazing, talented humans, and I was shocked. Oh yeah, it was a it was a great day. Oh, yeah, it was we so had, fun. Had some great musicians, and, and and it was just it worked out where I was cutting a couple of projects, so we were we were already up and running. So it was just it was easy to slip the song in there. Yeah. And uh, and we had shoot we had uh, Jeff King on electrics and Tommy Harden on drums and oh, man. Mark Hill on bass I mean just some wonderful Pat McGrath yeah and and some wonderful musicians uh, Michael Rojas and Glenn mm. Keys and it was just a that, that you know you talk about when we wrote the song and then all of a sudden when we recorded it yeah it was another magical day because it yeah. just it worked out where we had some of the best musicians in Nashville sitting there yeah and I, I was so honored yeah, and and um, Jamie Tate is one of the best engineers around, and so I mean, it's everything's a team. Yeah. But that was uh, another magical day, and then we we worked on it and worked on it. I know you worked so hard. <laughs> you produced it. You wrote on it. Like I'm just so thankful for you. You've done so much yeah. in the in the business, and just and we also so much I, and work also mixed it. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was a. Uh, um, it was one of those things where I normally wouldn't have mm-hmm. mixed it because if I'm if I'm producing or whatever, but I was so I was so emotionally attached to the song. I didn't want anybody else to ha- have anything. That makes me feel so good. It was our baby. Yeah, like truly, yeah. we've worked so hard and, and watched it from the Genesis to the, yeah. the Exodus into the from Promised Gen- Land. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, it was a great it was a great day, and then we and I kept remember I I would message you and say hey tell me what I need to do on this mix here because I'm yes. you know because I'm so close to it that yes yeah and we and we just kept kept working on it until yes. 
it was uh, it was the way we wanted it. Yeah. So For, that's, that's the best way. Oh my gosh, yes. We wanted it to be right. If you're going to do something, y'all, do it with excellency. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what the Lord does. He didn't come to just give us, you know, half a life. He said, I came to give you life and life in abundance. And so he goes from glory to glory. And so that's what we're called to do. And oh my goodness, for all of our friends out there, because honestly, when I came to MTSU and I was learning about all the lingo and stuff, tell us the roles of people, just so we can know, like a producer, what's a mixer, a master, an engineer. Oh, they're, I mean, it's, an engineer is the, um, uh, the guy that, you know, that turns all the knobs It's the easiest way to yes. say it. And, and. And he's got the ears, mm-hmm. and so he and he knows how to mic certain instruments, what mics to put on the drums, yeah. what, and and they're very valuable because mm-hmm. because those guys have have learned they they've had years of learning under their belt, and they know you know what to do and what not to do, what mics to use, and then a producer is is kind of the guy that that corrals everybody and and. And has a has a vision of what he thinks the song should sound like, and the best way to describe a producer is the musicians are in the are in the backyard, mm. and if they get outside of the fence, the producer says, "Well, yeah, y'all need to come back in, mm. and 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 keep them, you know, just keep them going the way you you your vision for the song is." And it's it's a producer's like a director of a movie, mm-hmm. but. And he puts all the players together. What he think, who he thinks will be the best player for this song and mm-hmm. that song, and 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 makes all the calls on 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 who's going to mix the project. Of course, mixing is a different is is totally different than tracking the song. Mm-hmm. And so, mixes mix engineers are um are are, are a whole separate almost a separate deal from the tracking engineer. Now Jamie's a great mix engineer as mm-hmm. well. And, and Billy Decker and, and Rob Coates is a great uh, mastering engineer and mix engineer. And so you just kind of, when you get through with a certain part of the song, you'll go, as the producer, you'll go, I think this guy would be a great guy to mix this. Mm. And in our case, I, th- I thought, well, I think I'm just going to mix it. Yep. And just dive in and, and see, which I don't do very often as a producer, but. Uh, now I'll get I'll turn around and get hired to mix projects for people. But you don't ever try to do your own. But I'm not producing them, right? So, so I don't. I'm not that way. I'm not too close to to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a different. And then of course the musicians, um, um, they play on all kinds of records. Oh yeah. Pro, you know different. I mean the, the musicians that we had in there have played on so many. You know, from Reba McIntyre projects to yeah, I mean, you'd be amazed at what they've played on. Yeah, um, George Strait and and you've had some George Strait cuts. I have. I I um I um write for um Wimberley Music, which is um uh, Irv Wolsey, which is George Strait's manage management. It's his publishing company, and so I've been with Irv for probably fifteen years now as wow. a as a writer. And um, and so he publishes my stuff, and and I was I was fortunate enough to have a song recorded by George on the uh, Summer Down in Texas project, a song that I'd written, co-written, called "Oh What a Perfect Day." Mm. And then in 2014, uh, the Love Is Everything project, I had another song recorded by George, and so it was uh, wow. to me. I was to me, I was like, okay, I'm done. 
I don't right. need to go any further. I've had a George Strait. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I love George Strait. Man. Oh, I mean, yeah. Who, who doesn't? Oh. You know? And so, but but you know what? It's like that as a writer. It's like that with everybody. Right. I mean, we, uh, we got a brand new Christmas song that just got recorded by the Martins. Mm. And I'm I'm just as excited about that as I am anything because wow. it's it's a it's a really special song and yeah. Joyce sang it fantastic and it it's not out yet. When it's does not, it come out? It'll be out this year. Okay. Um, but Sing. it's it, it's a wonderful song and it's I mean it, excitement to me the excitement level is the same whenever you get what's one of your babies getting recorded. You know, isn't so. that so sweet? I just it's so special and to see your excitement gets me excited and I wasn't even in that writing room like. I can't wait to stream it. What's the song called? It's called Out of This World. Out of This World. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it'll be on the Martin's Christmas Project so okay. they're, that they're working on right now. Wow. So, As we speak. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's I'm excited about that and yeah. and, and I'm producing about uh, three projects at the same time right now and um, working on a new uh, wonderful William Michael Morgan project. Yes. Uh, it's just it's cover songs that him and I have been working on now for about eight months, and then also on a new Tony Justice project. That's a, wow. a, a, a trucker artist, but he's he's a wonderful artist that I've been able to produce his last three or four projects. Wow! And, and we're we're closing closing in on it right now. Good. We have a Christmas song coming out on it, and and, uh, and just some fun stuff. Yeah, right now. we're having a ball. That's but, so fun. But not as much fun as we had with Dear Eve. Let me tell you what. <laughs> we just had the sweetest time, and it was just so special. And and another thing, too, I looked up Lowell's credentials, but then I also looked up the credentials of the studio we were recording for that session in. Yeah, the ruckus room. Yes, we yeah. went to the ruckus room. So right before I went in, I showed up early because, you know, being early is really on time. You know what they say. So I was sitting there, and I was a few minutes early so I was like I'm just gonna sit here and look it up so in studio a you know Garth Brooks Taylor Swift Katy Perry all these bigger artists and then studio B I looked it up it was people I'd never heard of and I said that's probably where I'll be I said I'll be in the room where I don't know any of these people but they're probably really awesome I walked in and Jeff was like come on in and we were in studio a ah it was and it's a it's a nice big room too. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun day, and it was actually a fun couple of days for me because we were just we just camped out in there cutting, yeah, and uh, all kinds of stuff. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah, but to have somebody like Michael Rojas play on this was yeah, um, and, and that's I, and I'm a piano player. You're a piano player, yeah. and, and and somebody asked me, they said, "Well, how come you're not playing on this?" And I'm like. Because I want somebody in there that's better than me. <laughs> and that's so fun. I love that. See, it's we we need each other. Yeah. We really do. And yeah. what's so cool about those studio musicians is is it's funny because Jeff, they teach you this at school. They'll be like, Yeah, studio musicians clock in at nine, they leave at five, they're the unions, they do their thing and then they're done. Mm-hmm. They go in and I got to experience that for the first time. Yeah. You handed them the chart. They played through it two, three times. Never heard it before. Never, ever heard Dear Eve before. Mm-hmm. And then played it flawlessly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how fast they are. Yeah. And, 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 and they're, just, they're just completely on. Yeah. You know? 
It's, they know uh, what they're doing. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> oh, man. Unlike me. Same. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. No. Nope. We just wait on God to lead us. That's right. That is right. Well, oh my goodness. Jeff, this has been so fun. And have you downloaded Dear Eve? Me? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Me too. Yeah. All of our friends need to go download Dear Eve wherever you stream music and tell us your favorite lyric. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or on podcast reviews. You can tell us, but truly we just wanted to take this episode to just kind of tell you where our heart was at and just a little bit about what's been going on in our lives. And I'm just so thankful that Jeff's in my life and I'm so thankful for that meeting Lowell Alexander and life is just so fun. Well, thank you for having me on your big show. Mm, thanks for coming. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite part was. You can leave us a review here or send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. More pep talks, words of wisdom, and fun conversations are headed your way soon. <laughs>